When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Love is the law. Wherever you're hearing this Lori and Julia show broadcast on your radio dial or on the web at mytalk1071.com or on the MyTalk app. And back for a second straight day together. Here they are. The Drive Time Divas, oh, Lori and Julia. That, oh, that's right. Right. Wow. You're new. Oh, my gosh. Jeez, I can't believe that news about Eddie Van Halen. Ugh. That just like broke 20 minutes ago. His I son know. posted a, a thing on uh, Instagram about his dad passing away. And um, yeah, I that's just really I, sad. 65. I and, know. He was remarried and had, uh, I don't know if he had a kid with that Sounds wife, like, but this Wolfie is his uh, kid with Valerie Bertinelli. Right. And I don't even remember back they in were the, the day. They were they so were hot. The cover of People magazine. They with were their, too, feathered, their hair. Their hair their was feathered hair perfectly. She from, um, what was that? One Day at a One Time, time, time and Heart. And then he was this amazing rock god. With the greatest smile in the world. Oh. Uh, Rocco, you had to have been yeah. a bad oh, Yeah, this one's hitting me pretty hard today. I mean, I'm I'm a Gen Xer. I'm a dude. I was there. I love, you know, I had the 1984 album in, you know, fifth grade. And, yeah. Uh, wow. One of the best days of my life. I actually um, met him. Eddie Van Halen? Eddie Van Halen? Yeah, same. I, it's okay. funny because we were going to talk about Bon Jovi Yeah, later. we are. So I was, my dad was the backstage doctor for the 1985 Farm Aid concert in Champaign, Illinois. Well, well damn, really? that is a claim is to fame. Yeah. So, and so he got me backstage. I was like 12. And I saw Eddie Van Halen in line at the pizza buffet <laughs> in the you know hospitality sure. tent. Sure. And I'm like, I've got to say hi to this guy. And I met him, got a picture taken with him, talked to him. What, did you have a little a Polaroid or a little um, Instamatic, a little I Kodak? I think my dad's wife must have been handy with the 35 millimeter yeah. or something. Because I have pictures of, so that day I got to meet. Eddie? Well, I met almost everybody. It was Tell crazy. But um, I got pictures with... John Bon Jovi, and then Eddie Van Halen and Sammy Hagar. Oh, my God. And Lori's going to have to tweet out so the picture send, of you I'll and John you, Bon Jovi. Yeah. yeah. And so, Eddie Van Halen. And Eddie Van Halen, because they're darling. And you're so young and cute, Rocco. Oh, Were they my. nice? What do you remember oh, my about God, meeting Super Eddie? nice. Oh, okay. so great, because I was talking to him. And I was like, oh, I heard, you know, because I heard uh, David Lee Roth left the band and you're going to be singing with Sammy Hagar. 
And he's like, yeah, why don't you ask him? He's standing right next to me. And I was like, what? Because oh. Sammy Hagar had sort of cut his long locks into like this little, you know, 80s bob. Right. And I was like, oh, my God, can, can I get a picture? Oh, yeah. but So there's a picture 12. of me. Yes. I'll send it to you. It's like I was the happiest kid in the world. I was like, I just met was and that talked the to. Was first farm aid, 1985? Yep, 1985. And my dad was a doctor down there and he would always, vol- like, they're like, we need a doctor backstage uh, for the, you know, concert tonight at the basketball arena. He's like, I'll do it. So in so Indianapolis? He, or? Um, uh, Champagne. Champagne, Illinois. Okay. And so he was backstage for all these concerts. He found out that farm aid was coming, so he volunteered and then he's like, can my son get a backstage pass? Yeah, of course. And I just ran around all day getting oh. autographs. And Rocco. Oof. But yeah, enough about me. Eddie, I mean, Eddie Van Halen to any, to, you know, I was a, you know, metal lover. Right. You know, hard rock lover in the, you know, late eighties and nineties. And obviously, you know, to a kid like me, this guy was, this guy was everything, you know? Right. And you know, the thing I remember about watching Van Halen and really it was kind of, when I was re when I watched that MTV documentary on A and E, but Van Halen this isn't too long ago, like in the past. It was on like a week and a half ago. Oh, that's just a week and a half ago. Okay, and uh, anyway, but Van Halen's the band was fun. Their videos were fun, and they were a fun band to like watch. Yeah, nice to look. I mean, David Lee Roth was super handsome and right. super. You know, your eyes went to him when he was doing all his kicks and flips and karate moves and stuff. And Eddie was a handsome dude that, you know, could handle the guitar and his brother on drums was amazing. I mean, those, those guys were fun and the, and the push and pull between Eddie and, and Dave, you know, they obviously didn't always get along, but that's sometimes what you need right. in a band. You need like two geniuses. Yeah. Sort of right. He was born in the Netherlands. I mean, do you guys know like his backstory? I didn't yeah, kind of, yeah, but his I know, brother and like him. Dutch. Yeah, yeah, his brother and him learned how to play music really early, but Eddie Van Halen never was able to read it. He's, instead, he learned from watching and listening to people play. Some people call him the Mozart of rock guitar guy. Right. You know, that he was the guy. Wow. Would you agree with that, Rocco? Rocco? I, I mean, the, yeah, he was, you know. Their first band. Different. Oh, there you go. There you go. Mm. Sounds like Prince. True. Well, Prince would do this. He liked going off on this kind of thing. Oh, that's so... I mean, 2020 has just been a bitch of a year. I'm just yep. going to call it that. I can't believe it. And it just seems... The name of their band, though, originally, I kind of really think this is funny, was uh-huh. the Broken Combs. You know how much hair they had? Right? I think that is so <laughs> funny. In 72, they, they changed it. Oh. Him and his brother Alex. His brother was at his side. Yeah, this is he just and his yeah. brother were the two. And he said they and always Wolfie was in the band. I know since two thousand nine, their son, his son, mm-hmm. and his uncle. So that's and he was doing the Farrah Fawcett thing, and he was going traveling to Germany for the last five years for some sort of chemo radiation. That, when you say the Farrah Fawcett thing, Barbara, well, just for you and everyone else who doesn't know, okay, yeah. Farrah Fawcett traveled, traveled to Germany, to Germany when she cancer, had cancer for treatments. cancer treatments that weren't available here. Yeah, and he thought he first got cancer like in the mouth from holding a like a metal guitar pick in his mouth all those years. 
And so he's been battling this for years. Yes. Okay, Christy Gavin, who mm-hmm. we work with, she just sent us a text message, and she said, Eddie Van Halen saved me from getting trampled at the airport when she was a teenage groupie. <laughs> Remember, you didn't, we used to be able to go right out to the gate. Right, that's And be true. screaming kids, you didn't have to go through TSA or anything. Yeah. And so she's like, he's helped me. I think that's kind of sweet. That's funny. That's kind of sweet. Those are good memories. Yeah, I'm trying to think, uh, well, I'm trying to think... I only saw Van Halen once, and I it is so long ago. I never I'm saw trying him. to remember if it was the Civic Center. Like, that's how far back? Probably. I mean... Lori, it could be. I'll have so to he, look have at to my look ticket at stubs ticket. if I so, saved them. I don't know if I was saving them in the 80s. That's really when I should have. I could do. I could look up and see what that's when all right. I, know I just I saw only them. saw them once. Okay, yeah, I know they were part of this uh, when after Dave left the band and it was Sammy Hagar, they played this Monsters of Rock at the Metrodome like in 1988, mm. 89 with like Scorpions. And, Would you yeah. have gone to that, Yes, Lori? No. Oh, that doesn't sound like a Lori show. No, I wouldn't have gone to but that. But I bet they played the Civic Center like on the 1984, you know. Something was it, like that, yeah. Yeah, I'll look yeah. it up. I'll see what He also, you guys, this is kind of good, in um, 1982, Eddie Van Halen, who we're talking about, just passed away today. He played the guitar solo in Michael Jackson's Beat It. Oh, that's right. Because there is a big guitar solo in that. Yeah, when there is. we used is. to hear instrument I- instruments in music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm? There it is. And my understanding is he didn't take a dime for this. Really? Michael asked him, said, hey, you want to get paid for this? He's like, ah, I had nothing else to do. That's cool. How cool you know, is that? He, did, that he didn't know it was going to sell song. like 80 million copies. But right. Yeah. Hey, there's a very famous memory Lori and I had. Of? Driving. I was driving us to, I think, um, Minneapolis St. Paul's art, um, their fashion show. Mm-hmm. And we were leaving work here. and We were getting on 94, but some, for some reason... No, I picked you up at your house, and we were going to one of their fashion, um, I, f- I forget, fashion things in the fall, which are those great shows, and we're driving, and I had on um, Michael Jackson, and this came on, and this is the time, the second time it was the pedophile stuff and some other stuff was coming up, and we both look at each other, we're driving, I vividly remember this, driving past the Cretan Vandalia exit and getting on past to 94 to go around here on and stuff, and we look at each other and we're like, He'll always have beatings. Beat <laughs> He'll always have that song. Oh, good lord! I have so many memories with you, but I have such a vivid thing. Mm. He'll always have beat it. Well, I the only thing really that I remember about that concert when I saw Van Halen is that my girlfriend and I, because we were just like we loved the videos. We thought he was so cute, but oh, we beyond. were really, really thrilled with how many dudes were at the concert. Oh, it was such a, a man. guy. Centric concert. We're like, this is what everybody needs to do is go to a Van Halen or go to concerts. Dix always has a lot of guys. Rush. Of course, if you'd been lucky enough to see Van uh, Led Zeppelin, yes. I mean, there are these heavier rock bands that have that flair. Even if you go to a Motley Crue concert, right. it is heavy on the guys, man. You had, there was a couple others. Who's the one recently that got canceled? Not Dave Matthews, but another. Who's the one who is? Yeah, whatever. All right, listen, we got to go. We'll come back with some more music. Ah, uh, there's a little Van Halen in the news that uh, Eddie Van Halen, legendary guitarist and co-founder of Van Halen, has died after a long battle with uh, 
cancer today, and I figured out what concert I went okay. to with my friend, my girlfriend. It was April of 1986 at the St. Paul Civic Center, and BTO, Bachman Turner Overdrive, oh, right. opened up for Van Halen. And my girlfriend and I were just as excited to see BTO because they were the thing, like, mid-70s. Oh, right. I mean, that was kind of a good... What did they sing, though, Bachman Turner Overdrive? Oh, you would know yeah, it I'm if sure. you heard it. Zoya, you know. I'm sure I would. I'm There's sure a couple. They were huge. Uh, you Bachman. ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, BTO, they were your brothers, what Taking I always said. Taking care it. of business. Yeah, I mean, Every day. I, and we were, like, right. so excited because it was, like, a two-for-one concert. Heavily oh, yeah. male, heavily guy. Okay, here's a little. Here's mm-hmm. one more little Van Halen fact. Yeah, Gene Simmons from Kiss produced the band's first demo tape after radio DJ Rodney Bingenheimer saw the band perform at Garowski's on Sunset Strip. Oh wow! He invited Kiss co-led Gene Simmons to their next show. Simmons went on to produce a Van Halen demo tape, which he later took to his management team, who rejected the band. Now, in the 2017 something, Kiss or Gene Simmons released some unheard um, of tapes. Yeah. They're the Van Halen tapes. Oh, really? So, yeah. Um, they also have a Guinness Book, Book of uh, World Records. Uh, the band is listed for the spring of 1983. Van Halen headlined a U.S. festival in San Bernardino. They performed on Heavy Metal Day for the stratospheric fee of $1.5 million. The Guinness. Book of World Records created all the category just for them as a highest paid single appearance of a band. That's wow. in 1983. Whoa. That's how big they were. It was wow. when he and Valerie Bertinelli, oh, they were on the cover oh, of People, People Magazine. I still, and I swear they were in striped shirts together with their feathered hair. They had matching feathered Something hair. Matching they were, and they just couldn't. It was like, like zebra print, maybe. Kind of. And she was like the pretty goody two shoe girl. And he was the rocker. And he was the rocker. It was like the archetype of so many high school movies, you know, where, you know what I mean? They were just like so amazing together. And I remember being very upset when they broke up. I was so sad. Oh. And I, I believe think, you. I mean, because they kind of seemed like a fairy tale couple. You know, the rocker chick oh, and the sweet down-home girl. So seemed with Wolfie, their yeah, baby, yeah, their Wolfie. baby and Oh, oh yeah. I know. I, I would agree. The only number one Van Allen ever had was... was it the jump? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rocko and they'll also that. be forever remembered for... Do you remember hearing about how they said no brown M&Ms? Um, oh, in That's the backstage, right. in, in the right. right, and the whole point of that was to make sure that they read it. You know what I mean? That the the people people at the, read the at the arena contract. would actually read the fine print. Is That's that not right? that they didn't That's like brown funny because in the middle of it could be you suck, blah blah blah. Anyway, we want fourteen pipes of this and fourteen mics over here. You suck, you suck, you suck. I That's always, funny. I always liked it when, uh, like, the writer, they're like, okay, let's just get fresh socks and underwear every day so we know we got clean. We don't have to do laundry. Right. They just leave it behind. I mean, honestly. 
I've always... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I wondered, and those riders, when they're like, yeah, we want, you know, 20 bottles of Cristal and we want shrimp or whatever, does that come out of their pay? I mean, who, who the hell I don't know, but one thing that? that did get... I don't know, someone, that's a John Bream, Chris Riemann, Shire, Ross question. It is. Someone last week, and I don't know if it was Mariah Carey when she was being interviewed, talked about, someone said, you always had in your rider, you needed new toilets everywhere. Did anyone else hear this interview last week or something? And she said, whoever it was said, I only requested one, but I requested that they were always clean because there were so many gross, dirty places they went to. Yeah. But yeah, because we'd heard like Madonna, I want only white facing rooms and no, white black, sheets, black, whatever toilet her thing paper. Was. I mean, you know, whatever. People, when I, you're that I, wish, I wish I could have a writer, no but I did kidding. not know that about the brown M&M's. Rocko. That's it's a good, true. That's a good fact. Well, moving on to another long-haired rocking guy. Oh my guy! I mean, John Bon Jovi must be reeling today because he would. He does endlessly make fun of the fact that he's not really a great guitar player. Would does you he? agree with that? That's true. He's. I mean, he's a front man. He's a performer, right? I mean, but he had he, Richie yeah. Sambora do right. Richie lyrics. is the guitar player, but that's kind of like been one of his shticks. Although he loves to sometimes. Put on the guitar, but he's busy springing around in his very awkward dance. That, Reebok, Reebok tennis shoes with the knee pads. But then we watched the, you know, we watched a, a Bon video. Jovi a video like 1985. You give love a bad name, supposedly about Diane Lane, and he's in spandex and um, leather chaps, and instantly the ocean of jock strips, jock straps came across <laughs> my mind because. That the, he was the, he was really leaping around. It was hot, so hot, so much. Hair. And you know, Eddie Van Halen wore uh, yeah. quite a quite a bit of um, uh, spandex. Yes, in, in the eighties, no one was immune from spandex, pleather, latex, leather, whatever it was. And you it, ladies loved it. We, d- d- it was- it's like gray sweatpants season. What is not <laughs> to love about that sweet, sweet outline? Huh? You, I was such a preppy prepper. I, I would never go to a Van Halen concert. I like their music, but I would never go to a concert. Nutty, the only reason I, I would was never their go. videos, because like that's how you got to kind of, if you didn't, I didn't really listen to rock stations, you know, or whatever the, on the radio. Right. I can't remember what I listened to in Duluth. But when MTV came along. Oh, that changed be, everything. Well, because there were so many kinds of music that was also being played. And yeah. we just loved what these boys wore more than and No kidding. Is it already time to go? Look at where the time goes when you 
just keep talking. Yeah, we'll we'll come back yes. to uh, John Bon Jovi. But yeah, he was on with Colbert last night. Man, he was just fanning out. You, Both of them were kind of fanning out over each other. You learned some new stuff. Ah, you know, he was giving us pretty good couch, I gotta say. All right, we'll be right back with John Bon, bon Jovi. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the 80s. <laughs> I know it. Bon Jovi, we're talking about Eddie Van Halen passing away uh, at the age of 65. And uh, as you would expect, of course, you know, all your musical sources on Twitter have stuff out there. But Rolling Stone... Uh, they've uh, got three really good stories. They look at the, his uh, 20 greatest solos that's out there. Also, how he reshaped rock guitar forever, influencing a whole generation of people who love to, you know, wield wow. their acts. Right. Julia, if I can get guitar. And then also um, just uh, other musicians remember, remembering him. So. Right. Yeah, Rolling Stone has, they've already, well, you know, I think sometimes when people have been ill. People have things prepared. Lori. They do they have, have prepared, done, don't yes. they? Yes, and during the down, dark months, there's been a lot extra time, maybe. Right. No, I know, but I'm always amazed at how quickly, like, things can yes. be put together. But I guess anytime, you know, they, they I don't know what how they do it in the news uh, business or whatever, but they must have it because uh, there's always a, a plethora of kind of really interesting stories that just make you go, oh, I know, you know, I, know. I mean, I just like shallowly like Van Halen, you know, Rocco loved him for the music. I shallowly loved him for, for the hair, for the hair and how Same. hot he was and, and, he, and the fun videos. And those were all good. Those were all good all things. Good reasons. And John Bon Jovi, we like for the same damn reason. Now he is, okay, so we had Lenny Kravitz reading us his book, Let Love Rule, at the age of 56. We have Bon Jovi at the age of 58. Just, I mean, Stephen Colbert couldn't quit crushing on him because honestly, since Bon Jovi quit dyeing his hair, like... Last year. No, it, it was a couple. Was it's it? been more than that. Yeah, I'm going to say it's been like four years at least since he's let his hair. He stopped with the hair dye, Rocco. And, you know, Eddie Van Halen, he also, like, did the kind of, like... Yeah, he did. Shaved it out. He looked really good, you know? Yes, he did look really he good. He did. But anyway, um, so Colbert then had to show... John, his long hair that he's very proudly he not looks, gotten cut. I think he looks kind of handsome. He does, doesn't he? Seth Myers looks, looks really good. handsome. And Jimmy Fallon, they all look good with the longer hair. Even Jimmy Kimmel, I kind of like those guys. They're not so crisp they're and late so, night anymore. They look more cool. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Totally. So, anyway, I don't know what cuts uh, Rocco you selected first. Well, we have first. one about um, his uh, food bank slash restaurant. Yes, okay. And we have one about the nun that he sort of partners with. Okay. And we have one about his first date with his wife. Oh. All right. Which one, Julia? You have a preference or Let's you don't Let's do care? the first date. Okay. Okay. Now, you and your wife, my wife will love hearing this. You and your wife, Dorothea, have been married for 31 years. You're getting a big thumbs up. You got a big thumbs up from Evie over here. She was your high school sweetheart. What, do you remember your first date? Sam and Dave. Uh, you know, so first wow. of all. That's a cool I first date. But she went along with it and she got it. And, uh, and so we hit it off. And the soul man just had his 85th birthday. So, yeah, Sam and Dave concert, 1980, Asbury Park, New Jersey. That was my first date. 
Sam, I don't even know who they are. Ye- I'm coming. Hold on. I'm coming. You know, man. Oh, you know. Oh, how funny is that? Yeah, no, you really sometimes don't know the band names. I like, because you know. didn't, you said or you didn't know names. Bachman Turner Overdrive. I know B2. I just said, what do they sing? Yeah, but you know it. Yeah, I yeah. do. Um, but anyway, so, so when we talked about yesterday that he had dated Diane Lane, for five months, maybe a year. She's more vague on it. She knows it was five months, but um, supposedly he wrote, you give love a bad name. Mm -hmm. It was about her. So he did have a breakaway from Dorothea. Right. Where he was able to get his rock star on. Mm -hmm. And then after he had a taste of the road, Julia, Mm -hmm. he went back to his high school girlfriend who knew him when before money. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You can trust that she loves you for you. Even though we always heard for years that he had, he had a, a long time. someone up north. Did you hear this, Racco, in your musical musings? I don't know. I don't think so. You never heard about that someone Bon Jovi? in. They did. That we, he had a long time. Like, oh, my God. I'm looking at the Minnesota pictures of him with Diane Lane. I heard that. Oh, they're beautiful. Oh, my. As beautiful as Eddie Van Halen and Valerie Bertinelli were. And at the same time right. period. And they're like, you know, no, they were so gorgeous. Wow. Yep. An ocean of jocks. Mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah, that is supposedly that, you know, he he was a monogamous guy, but he had a few places where he had. If he monogamy frequently, yes, he had a welcome. But that's what someone told us. We never, you know. Yeah, we don't know. We, we had don't calls know. that yep. had been rumored. I feel like CJ wrote about it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. There's a blast. When from the we past. used to have a gossip column, you know, in the Star Tribune. That's a blast from the past. Anyway, I play the one where John Bon Jovi talks about uh, the nun. Well, you're, you're a good man to do it, John Bon Jovi, and I'm not surprised because of who your mentor is. Tell me, talk uh, about this woman. I love, I love, I love, spoiler alert, it's a nun, but I love nun stories. Tell, tell me about your, your, your mentor here. My mentor, the one and only Sister Mary Scullion, who you should know, told me that she has a nun crush on you. Now, I, I've heard a lot in my day, but I don't think anybody... Hello, sister. <laughs> God be with you. <laughs> Dominus Wobiscum, sis. <laughs> he got him to swear. Sister Mary is mm-hmm. the Michael Jordan of the issue of homelessness. I met her some 15 years ago in Philadelphia. Um, we, we, we met when our little teeny foundation at the time were interested in refurbishing a row home. And I really wasn't being a wise guy, but what I said was, how much would it cost to refurbish the block? And she thought, like, who is this guy? Why is he talking like that? And I said, because if we could do a block, we could do a neighborhood. If we could do a neighborhood, who knows where this could roll? So we have been joined at the hip, and she's taught us everything we've known. And since then, we've built nearly a 1,000 units of affordable housing. We have the three restaurants. We have the food bank. But Sister Mary, she's a, what's called a, a sister of mercy, so she doesn't wear a habit. Sure. But she's gone on from being in jail four times for helping people on the street and fighting for the homeless to being sure. one of Time Magazine's now uh, 100 Most Influential. I, I told her when we met, I said, Sister, when you're with me, we're going to have the e-ticket to Disneyland. And, and it's been unbelievable. 
I love a nun story too, too. and it made us think of Aunt Marlene. And she helped him with the whole, you know, he's really his soul foundation has done John Bon Jovi soul foundation homeless people every day it's two that he founded in 2006 yeah but he basically she's was as a, a modern nun if you will will in the sense like how Marlene and some of the sisters that she worked with that protested at Alliant Tech that went yep. to jail that started the bridge you know did mm-hmm. all these things socially conscious nuns and he had the cutest picture and she's like in her 80s he and, sounds dar and cat uh, they both were catholic boys altar boys sure. they were bonding about that but of course steven was a um altar boy for 11 years and john bon jovi said i might have made it a year 11 years uh, he, remember he's like one of 15 I kids or something is. like that i mean very yes i know yes anyway but i love that they got him story here's just a little bit about okay. john bon jovi's soul foundation last time we, we were together you were talking about soul kitchen which has yeah. served hundreds of thousands of meals you know since you started it's it's your nonprofit community restaurants that have a pay it forward model as we talked about last time since COVID started, have, have they just been busier than ever? Absolutely busier than ever, as most people are aware. If you had a job on March the 1st, by March 15th, you know, many people across this great land were looking for a paycheck. And so they were coming to Soul Kitchen for the first time. And, uh, and we made a point of remaining open when most restaurants could not. We were deemed essential. And, uh, and the basis, as you know, isn't volunteers but because we couldn't have any volunteers i was the dishwasher and but we we were we were so busy we had to start a food bank on eastern long island i mean it's been kooky the need is is dire but i i was there you know i was there at the soul kitchen five days a week in march april may and then beginning of of march uh, i mean i'm sorry may we went out east and we were there three it was busy and he was just like saying, you know, we're just—he's doing it slow, you know, like slowly. You're right. in like Philadelphia and New York, Long Island. But uh, anyway, so you know, John Bon Jovi. And, and this he is was all, promoting nothing. Well, he's got a new album that was just released October second. Okay, but yeah. they didn't even talk about it. They were fanboying over each other. I love. The, he did play. Yeah. You know, uh, but they were. It was. It was kind of cute, and I don't care if he has Bemidji side sauce. You know, well, we that doesn't was bother, doesn't bother me at no all. No one's Julia. calling in to confirm or deny. Julia, I mean, you know, this could be uh, she could have been a woman who was a little bit older than him, and yeah, uh, maybe she's know. moved to Florida. Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, of course, that's okay. Or oh, whatever. You're silly. Anyway, Rocco, tell us about uh, meeting John Bon Jovi at Farm Aid well, the same day you met Eddie Van Halen. I know. What a cr- it was, for the longest time, it was probably the best day of my life. It still might be. But, um, <laughs> so what I would do is I would go into the stadium and watch the shows and then I would like go backstage and try to meet people. Sure. I had like a little autograph book. And I remember... <laughs> oh, I remember those. Um, bon Jovi hadn't hit it big yet with Slippery and Wet. They were kind of on their first album. Right. And I saw him and I was like, you know what? It would be really, I was like in seventh grade. If I could meet that heavy metal guy, I could show pictures to my friends. You thought that about Bon Jovi? Yeah. So I went backstage and I was like, excuse me, sir, can I get a picture? So I have this great picture of me with, he put his, he's like, sure, kid, you know, can you hold my Pepsi while I, you know, autograph your book? And I was like, okay. So I'm, I'm sitting there in this picture holding a Pepsi. He's got his arm around me as this like full length leather trench coat on. 
And basically, like I said, I only wanted to get my picture taken with him just because he looked like a cool heavy metal dude. But then uh, fast forward a year later, Slippery When Wet hits. He's pretty much the biggest rock star on the planet. No kidding. And they were doing an autograph session at Great American Music on Suburban Avenue in you know East St. Paul. And I brought a poster-sized picture Stop. that I had blown up to have Stop. an autograph. And I was, like, so excited. I was like, this is the nicest guy in the world. And he was, like, so hungover. I probably didn't get it, you know, <laughs> right. as in eighth grade. But I was like, what a jerk. He didn't even look up at me. Right. But he looked like, you know, death. Uh, they must have been party, and they'd probably played the night before. And right. Was, you know, he's like, why am I signing these autographs? My record's number one in the country. I don't need to be here. Right. So, oh, gosh. I go, at, my ho- at my house, I have an autographed, you know, blown up poster-sized picture of me and John with all the band's autographs on it. It's pretty Do you cool. care if I post it on Instagram? It's, sure, it's go for so it. It's so darling. I mean, <laughs> it is pretty These fun. are darling, darling pictures. So definitely Van Halen would have been the bigger, right, for bigger me, than, yeah, yeah, because Bon Jovi, those guys are For me, are it was just like a novelty. You, right. But yeah, I mean, not again to make it about me. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star character Carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday, so the fun never ends. Blinded by the item. Listen wherever you get podcasts, and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. But I was backstage. I met like Johnny Cash, Kenny Rogers. Wow. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, I met like Neil Young and Joni Mitchell. I feel like I didn't you have pictures meet... with all these people. Nope. Uh, the only the pictures I have were Bon Jovi, Van Halen, and I met one of the first MTV VJs, Mark Goodman, which was oh, a big deal for me. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I have an autograph book with all these autographs in it. You know, actually, Kenny Rogers said, "Son, I don't have time for an autograph. Would a handshake do?" So I shook his hand. I oh my god! Love it. I love that, yeah. Rocco. That's so good. All right, listen, we got to go. When we come back, we are going to talk about. Um, the outfit that people couldn't quit talking about on TV last night. But just forget about it. So Rocco was the one farm made in 1985, the first one, the original one. Yeah. Was, was that the only one you got to go backstage? Or were yeah, there that several? was the only one uh, that I ever went. Yeah, they're, you know, they've done it, obviously, every yeah. year after year. But, to, but yeah, that was the only one in Champaign. That was the city where my okay, dad Okay, Rocco, we, I just gotta say, this. we have something strange in common. Okay. okay. Yours involves Farm Aid backstage musician. Mine involves the first ever Miss Hawaiian Tropic pageant, bikini pageant okay. in Waikiki. And the celebrity judges were Sonny Bono, Glenn Campbell, Vince Van Patten, the Lander sisters. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I like those um, two. That Williams, um, the songwriter, the Paul Williams, oh, yeah. Paul Williams. I mean, ju- I'm just saying, like a first with all these nice. like random stars. Stevie Nicks, Banana Rama was the Whoa, entertainment. So you were backstage at this? I was the I my boss, Lexi, who was a year older than I was, 25. I was 24. She owned this condo company, and we met Ron Rice, the guy. Who 
invented Hawaiian Tropic on a plane ride going to Daytona to check out if we wanted to add Daytona mm-hmm. to the properties that we were representing. We were like a wholesale middle person. Right. And, and um, Lexi and Ron got to talking and he just said, I want to have a bikini contest and have like a hot chick from every state. I want to have big cele-. And she goes, we'll put it together for you. Oh, how fun is and that? So, how much fun? That's, Lori's been to Hawaii in the, those two few years. How many times? Like well, 900? in that first year for the Miss Hawaiian Tropic Pet. Now, Rocco, I was like, I was 24, so um, I was able to do a lot more things right. um, than you were. But anyway, I went to Hawaii. We had to go to Hawaii once a month for a year. Was it 1985? Year. Yes. Lori, I'm looking up images from Miss Hawaiian Tropic 1985. Yeah. And we had to go to Hawaii like once a month for this. And and Lexi, that was my boss. Now she was a year older, and and uh, we had, of course, so much fun. Oh my god! Putting all this together. Oh. But I've never met anybody else who like was like you know like on a like that is a very right. that has to be among your friends a remarkable music claim to fame. Oh yeah, people are are pretty amazed when I pull out those pictures because you can books. also like remember like something like that. Oh, Glenn Campbell was hot. Back oh, then. oh, and he I'm was dating to- Tanya Tucker, Tucker right. at the time, but she wasn't on the trip. But I remember his. People like we had to give him wide berth of all the judges. He got the most VIP treatment. He did wide berth. Wide berth. We had to give him. Yes, yes, because he was very tricky with his medication schedule or whatever they told us it was. Tell him what it was. Well, I. Who did you walk in who was doing massive quantities of cocaine? Oh, that was Paul Williams, but I was invited to join them. But I mean, but seriously, they. But it no, was, it was crazy, and Sonny Bono hated me. And why did he hate you? Because he and his girlfriend, who became his wife, and this was before he was the mayor of Palm Springs and yes. was a congressman. Yes, I mean it was eighty-five. And well, I I said uh, I told him how much I loved Cher, and oh, I was not nice <laughs> in Silkwood. Did he see it? And did she think she oh, was Lori. great? Okay, oh, Lori, wait a wait Touchy to start subject. a conversation. <laughs> Who knew it'd been several years? I don't know. I don't know. I smoked. I smoked a joint with uh, with his wife or his girlfriend, and he got mad at me. And Mary, Mary, and yes. she invited me. I had her phone number. She wanted. My boyfriend and I at the time to come and stay with her and Sunny. They had a casita. And then Sunny, but she's like, don't tell my husband we did this. You know, I mean, it was, I mean, Pacalolo, the, nobody we had Febreze. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, Lori, this is so hysterical. I never thought about looking up at the pictures. Oh no, I'm looking at the pictures. I, it is hysterical. Hysterical. Yeah, and then of course all the photos, you know, that I had. I had this whole. I documented this whole thing, you guys. I mean, I was kind of like you, Rocco. Is I didn't have an autograph book or anything like that, but I had a photo album that I was keeping because I knew what we were doing. I just thought it was a blast. Here I am, a college graduate, and this is my job. I mean, I'm the envy of everyone I know, and I'm going to Hawaii once Once a month. Once a month, and blah, blah, blah. And do you know my photo album, along with all my other photo albums that I'd had all my life up to that point, when I got divorced from my first husband, 
his rat think of a brother threw away all just my photo albums. I that's the meanest thing I've ever heard of him. Isn't that life. mean, Rocco? Yes. Yeah. Oh. I want to look at pictures from bikini contests from 1985. And, and, Send it's me that so link. And so my boyfriend, now. my boyfriend who later became my husband, he also thought I was the greatest girlfriend in the world. Oh my gosh! I've never been to Hawaii once, and you're going Serious? once a month. Oh, once a wow. month, and then we were Hawaii is gorgeous. And then you know we were there for the pageant, and of course, now 1985, the bikinis they were they were little, and the boobs were big, and the waists were tiny, and people were very tan. The hair was long. Everybody's eyes were bulging with the eye candy. I mean. Yeah, I, I was enjoyable. I Donald enjoy- Trump is in a lot of these photos. Could he have been there? Nin- Not in the, 1984. It would have been 1984. You got to look for Sunny Bowen. Was it 1984? Whatever the first one All was. Right. So did your company get to do host more? Put on oh, no, we did it. We it was so great. It was so great that they never asked us to do it again. <laughs> 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 no, I think what it was, uh, Rocco, was that. I don't know if it didn't have, it was oversold and we did have like pretty decent judges for the time for yes. 1985, but it was a mishmash, but I don't think it had the television support uh, viewership that they were looking for. Oh my. I think, Ron, you know what I mean? I, I can't remember. I was just like really involved with logistics, Julia. I'm not going to lie. Logistics being um, things I'll tell you off the air. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no, I've already heard stories of this. This no. just is so... Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm putting the other links for you, Rocco. Thank you, right? I and can't I'm wait. And I'm going to post Rocco's photos with everybody. I wish you had your pictures. Oh, Julia, it makes me absolutely... All I have is my mind and my memory. Well, those and are the two people good that were there. Remember. Remember. The ones who are still alive. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.